0: The Last Joy Ride, Part 9, Tuesday, 3.23 p.m. I had waited outside while Joy made the arrangements in the bank's repossession office. She had been less than 10 minutes, largely, she said, because she had pre-bonded the car. In essence, she had paid the note on the car. The bank agreed to a standard length of time before they would declare the car as an asset once more, at which time Joy would have to forfeit her bond. If, however, the car was found and returned in serviceable condition before the deadline, the bank was obligated to pay a premium of 10% of the asset value. It was a hell of a gamble, but she had the car the whole time, otherwise she would never have paid the bond. When she came out, she motioned for me to give her the wheel. I wasn't going to argue. I switched seats. Before I was buckled in, we were off. That was nice and clean, just the way I like them. If I could get five of those a day, I'd have everything paid off in no time. She held the wheel with one hand and fiddled with the radio with the other. How much do you owe? Joy tilted her head a little and peered over at me, sunglasses down. Enough. Don't worry about it. You know, just asking. I know. Listen, I know it's a crazy time, but would you want to get dinner before we get back? Well, sure. We didn't eat anything but those turnovers, and I'm starving. Yeah, I'm game. Good, she said, nodding, both hands back on the wheel. I don't like to eat late, and you're a real pain in the ass, but it would be nice not to eat alone. I agreed flatly. Yeah, same here. You pick, I'm game for anything. It's Taco Tuesday, she smiled. Hell yes it is. Let's do it. She drove like a maniac. At least that's what I thought at first. The strange thing was that unlike my reflexes before with other drivers, I did not get nervous when she was behind the wheel. Every move she made seemed to issue from thought, from planning. Joy was like a probability calculator, easing through traffic at speeds I always thought were impossible. She drove for the most part head forward and with an intense stare. Only when she broke concentration and spoke did she slow down. Her phone rang and she tapped it quickly. Terry, you're on speaker, okay? Take me off was her instant response. Joy picked up the phone and slowed down, changing lanes to the left. Go girl, what's up? What? Really? What's the 20 on that one? Get the fuck out of here. Shit, yeah, I'm on it. Of course, as usual, I got you. I'll let you know. Right now! She hung up and put the phone carefully in the console, then changed lanes back rapidly to the left and picked up speed. Dinner plans have been postponed. She then opened the console and tossed me some energy bars. Open me one of those, would you? I opened hers and handed it back, then forced myself to eat one. It sure as hell wasn't tacos, but it would have to do for a while. Just like that, we were back in the game and at full speed. This is going to be a pickup, kind of like we did yesterday morning. Only I don't really know this place, and I haven't figured it out yet, so it may take a little bit. We're heading to Buckhead, and traffic is freaking murder there. Way worse than yesterday. This place might have security, too. In fact, it likely does, but we'll see. Well, so what if it has security? Repossession's not stealing. No, but possession is still nine-tenths of the law. Besides, there's no repo order on this one yet. Not officially. So in a way, we are stealing. Terrific. Relax, I'll do the heavy lifting. Tuesday, 4.42 p.m. It took a little over an hour to get to Buckhead and fight the street traffic to get to our target. Joy had been remarkably quiet the whole trip. I chance looked at her here and there. Her jaw was at time clenched and her lower lip sucked in. I was trying my best not to have any feelings for this girl, but she was so intriguing. I wanted to see what was going on in that increasingly complicated head of hers. And, as usual, she caught me looking. No questions, okay? I'm thinking. I'll explain when we get there, and I can check this place out. 10-4, boss. She shook her head, and I thought I caught a slight eye roll behind the sunglasses. We parked in a crowded grocery store parking lot. I followed her to the corner where she pointed to a pair of buildings down the road a couple of blocks. She explained that the entire parking lot was gated, and to make matters worse, the deck was run by a valet company. We were going to have to walk to the building and get into the parking deck. We walked through the large glass revolving doors and through the marble lobby of the first building, past two different security guards and took the elevator up to the third floor. What's up here? She shrugged. There's got to be a way to the deck besides the first floor. I saw what looked like a bridge to this floor. Sure enough, she was right. There was a parking deck access bridge to the third floor. Okay, she pulled me close in by the arm. We're going to split up. You take the upper and I'll take the lower. We're looking for a plum red Maserati Grand Sport convertible. It looks like a giant fancy Miata. It's going to have a crown on the grill or on the trunk, I think. If you find it, call me. Where are you going? Down. I have a feeling that bitch parked it with a valet. No way in hell they're going to put that one too far. So if my hunch is right, it's close to the ground and hard to snag. Go, she said, then shoved me off. I started at a brisk pace into the cool parking deck. I turned around to look, but Joy had disappeared. What bitch, I wondered. Since meeting her, life had certainly been a whirlwind. I still had to clean out my trailer and get it set up for my trip wherever the hell that was going to be. The power bar hadn't done anything for my appetite either. I walked on a full level and saw nothing exotic, then tried to concentrate harder on the cars as I walked past. Still nothing. Then my phone started vibrating in my pocket. I found it. Valet, you can go back to the Jeep. I'll call you when I'm ready. I didn't even have a chance to answer before she hung up. Down I went, back to the crosswalk to the building, and then to the elevators. In no time, at all, I had walked two blocks to the jeep, my stomach growling the whole way. I got in, put the windows down, and waited. Tuesday, 5.38 p.m. Joy hung up her phone as a thought commented across her mind. She quickly dialed Terry as she walked back to the third floor crosswalk. Hey girl, would it be possible to get me in? Not impossible, but almost. With no alarm, I really don't have the ability to to access the car untraced. I'm so sorry, honey. It's okay. We're still in the game. Bye, girl. She hung up the phone and slid it into her back pocket this time, then began walking back towards the lower deck. At the end of the ramp, she hugged the inside wall fairly well out of sight of anyone who might be driving by. The activity was beginning to increase, as it was the end of the workday for many of the people in the building. She eased carefully around the corner and in a few more steps was squarely in front of the Maserati, which had been backed in like all the other cars. The red security light was flashing prominently on the driver's door panel. She was going to have to chance a walk around the car anyway when she noticed all the cars in the line had red cards on the dash. She walked slowly around to the front. There was a number on the card, 2-08. She repeated the number to herself, then looked at the license plate on the back, J-H-Y-738. She repeated that to herself. Then she repeated them together as she walked back up the ramp to the crosswalk again, repeating the numbers over and over as she walked back inside and took the elevator back to the lobby. The elevator doors opened to a more crowded lobby than it had been an hour earlier. She looked around for a restroom and slipped inside. Joy fumbled in her tiny purse and removed a comb. She took her ponytail down and ran the comb through her dark brown hair until it was smooth. Then she braided it carefully and secured it with a black brand at the end. She wet a paper towel and cooled off her face and eyes. Next, she took a tube of lipstick out and dabbed a few places on her cheeks and rubbed them in, giving her cheeks a more flushed look. Then she carefully colored her lips, watching herself in the mirror. She finished with a spray of perfume on the front of her shirt. Satisfied, Joy collected her things and zipped her purse and left. She placed her sunglasses on top of her head and followed a couple out to the side entrance where the valets were waiting. A young man approached and took the gentleman's card in front of her, then asked Joy for her valet card. She pretended to look in her purse. I don't think he gave me one, she said. Ma'am, they have to give you one. That's how we store the keys. Was someone else driving when you came in? He asked politely. Well, no, I was driving. I had to see the divorce attorney. That bastard has been cheating on me again, and... She purposely faded off. What did the cards look like? The young valet held up the card belonging to the couple waiting in front of her. They had taken a mild curiosity in her situation. They look like this, he said. Joy got a look of surprise on her face. She covered her mouth quickly. Oh dear, yes, he did give me one of those, but I was crying and I went to the bathroom to cool off and wash my face and I forgot what it was. I threw it away upstairs. Maybe they'll let me in and get into the trash to get it back out. The valet flashed a forced grin to her and the couple waiting. The gentleman closed his eyes and shook his head unnoticeably. His female companion was insecurely quiet. No 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 that won't be necessary at all. I remember the number if that helps, she offered bashfully. two dash zero eight. It's a Maserati, and my license plate is JHY seven three eight. I'm so sorry I said your man didn't give me a ticket. I'm just so scattered right now. It's quite all right, ma'am. I'll have it down in a moment. Yours too, sir. The valet got on his radio and called for three hundred nineteen then turned away from them and took a few more steps away and quietly asked the attendant if the keys to 208 were for a Maserati. Oh yeah, real looker, came the response, causing him to flinch and turn down the volume immediately. Bring it to, please. He turned, and Joy smiled. Just a minute, ma'am. I'm glad you remembered that. That made it a whole lot easier. Joy nodded and pretended to be wiping her left eye with a tissue. Then she pulled her glasses down and stood straight, holding her purse in both hands in front of her. Her heart was beating uncharacteristically fast. This was a tight spot, but she had been in them before. The real driver, Miss Sasha Winters, could return in any second. Joy had to get off the surface streets and fast, but she couldn't draw attention to herself. None, or no more than absolutely necessary. If the car was reported as stolen to the police, and they actually did something like they were apt to do in that part of town, with a missing $130,000 car, she could be in trouble. The car officially was listed as an active recover, only it wouldn't be official until the batch cleared, and that might be a couple of days. Until then, she was holding a hot potato. Why couldn't Terry help her more? She did mention that this one came from a court order, unusual for Georgia, or any of the neighboring states she had been in. Something was different here. Things always seemed to get stranger when the stakes were higher. Still, she knew her job. She had made no breach of the peace. She was not going to steal anything. The little Maserati was going to be given to her. The valet company needed better security protocols. And damn it all, she was hungry. Taco Tuesday. Yes, it was.